Well, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Todd Coconato Podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. It is Monday, 2 21 We have a lot of things to talk about today. I know many people have a tremendous amount on their hearts. Some have heavy hearts. Hopefully, by the end of the broadcast, you won't have a heavy heart anymore because I think I do have some good news and some things that I think are going to make you think a little bit and not be discouraged at the day's headlines. But as we know, uh, one of the big stories of the day is is that the Supreme Court has denied all of the 2020 election law cases. So I did talk about this in a live on Friday that they would probably uh, release on Monday what their decision is with the consideration of these cases. It appears that the Supreme Court just said no. Uh, there was some cases with dissents. Uh, the Republican Party of Pennsylvania case, uh, there was a dissenting argument there. There are also uh, Corman formerly known as Scaratani, um, Pennsylvania Democrat Party, uh, Pennsylvania legislators case, and in those cases, uh, Thomas dissented, and Alito and Gorsuch also dissented. So it appears that Roberts and Kavanaugh and Barrett joined the Democrats uh, in, in not dissenting on these cases, and then the rest of the cases, actually, um, you know, the Mike Kelly case and uh, another Pennsylvania case involving Trump, uh, I think there's a name for that one. Let me see if I have it in my notes here. Uh, John Eastman's case. Those were denied without any dissenting voices, including Alito, Gorsuch, and Thomas. So, you know, on the, on the surface level, that looks extremely discouraging, uh, especially since we were talking about this as something to give us hope on Friday. And uh, again, I told you, I'm not going to give you hopium. I'm going to give it to you as it is. But I do think that there are some silver linings in some of these things, not really in these cases per se, but still in believing that there's going to be something that does occur. Because as I look at the overarching plan, the larger plan from the 55,000 feet level where I'm looking at this whole thing, I still think there's another narrative that no one's reporting on that is worth some consideration. So uh, let me just get through the Supreme Court real quick. The Supreme Court also allows the release of Donald Trump's tax returns to a New York prosecutor. And uh, apparently this just in, as I'm recording today, uh, they're also uh, denying the case uh, for Stormy Daniels. So uh, lots of movement on the SCOTUS uh, level today. And um, we'll have to continue to follow these stories and see how Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and others respond and react. I know they set out an initial uh, you know, response by putting out, uh, you know, basically a very short response. I, I saw this one. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court refuses to review Pennsylvania election cases. No standing before an election. Moot after Justices Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch say the court should have granted review. Since it only takes four justices to hear a case, these cases were only one vote away from getting a full hearing at SCOTUS. This means that Barrett or Kavanaugh could have easily voted in favor, but did not. So, that is uh, a little bit there. Now, I want to read also what I said this morning because uh, I think that this is a really good way. And sometimes, you know, it's easier to write something down and kind of explain, but where I'm at, and I was actually here before these cases came in today. And, I, and I'm going to bring a bunch of information and then some spiritual uh, information as well, which I think will kind of bring it all together uh, from, from, you know, the, the lens of the Word of God and what we may be going through right now. And I think this will help us all because I know a lot of people are discouraged today. And I really think there is hope here. And I'm not just, again, I, I have refused to give you what I call hopium. This is true hope. This is real hope. And that's why I think we don't necessarily need to go through today feeling extremely discouraged with our heads down because I think there is an overarching 
plan here that continues that we may not know about fully. So let me just read what I said. I said, I think the devil has overplayed his cards. The left are extremely emboldened and going for blood. This is such a spiritual battle. Now Dominion is suing Mike Lindell. They won't stop until anyone who dared to speak out, including myself, is censored and harassed. They will not leave the Trump family alone. Obviously, we can see that with what's going on with the New York uh, case and the tax returns. Look, I could easily walk away and start strategizing in many ways, which we already are anyways, regarding how we will just move forward. But I can't help to think about what just happened in the last election and feel so few people were really willing to stand and fight for election integrity. My question is why? There were so many blatant anomalies, not to mention, how can I trust the election system? You know, going in the future, how can we trust it? It seems to me there are too many ways to cheat. If they did it so boldly this time and got away with it, who's to stop them in any future election? I cannot believe that Joe Basement Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. I also saw the rallies firsthand for Trump and saw how many people came out. So much energy. So many people that have never even voted before voted for Donald Trump. Such diverse support. The people love Trump. It doesn't make any sense that Biden won. It logically doesn't make any sense. It spiritually doesn't make any sense from a, from a discernment standpoint. It mathematically does not make any sense. This is why I've continued to pray that God will expose what has been done in darkness. There has to be some type of justice here. I'm sad that so few are willing to contend for this, but I will stand. I still believe God is willing to move in his way at his timing if we keep fervently praying. That's where I'm at right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I know many people are discouraged today. Let me talk about some data points and some things that are going on in the news, and then we'll bring this all full circle, and then we'll get into some scriptures and a devotion at the end. First of all, Cuomo. If you remember Cuomo, he is the governor of the state of New York. Only a few months back, people were referring to Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, as the, quote, gold standard in the way that he operated. Now, I had on my show uh, with Mark Anthony, uh, very, very privileged uh, to have Janice Dean, the weather machine from Fox. And she uh, actually had a personal situation that she shared. I highly encourage you to listen to that interview. And she actually gave me information that I didn't even know. You know, I had heard that there was an aide that was involved and I had thought maybe the aide was the one that outed the information. Well, what, it found, what I found out through Janice Dean, because honestly, I can't know everything about every story. I'm sorry, guys. I just only have so much time in a day. Uh, but Janice uh, let me know that, you know, the aide actually spoke in a uh, closed door meeting with Democrat leaders. And it was a, a Democrat uh, assembly person that leaked out what had happened in outrage. So it was a Democrat turning on a Democrat because they were outraged at the handling of what happened with the nursing homes and the fact that so many people were just so egregiously and wrongfully put into nursing homes that were uh, had underlying conditions, people that were susceptible to uh, the COVID-19 way worse than uh, the average person. These were people that you know were, were already compromised in their immune systems. And then uh, these people were placed into the homes with COVID. And what ended up happening is it cascaded and many, many people in these homes died. And that was what attributed to thousands of the deaths in New York. And to be quite honest, this is nothing short of murder. It was, it was something that could have been avoided it was a total, uh, you know, lack of any type of understanding why anybody would do that. I mean, there's just, it, it doesn't, you know, common sense, wisdom, 
anybody with any type of information to even say, hey, even if they have the flu, why would you put somebody with the flu, just the regular flu in a nursing home when you know they have a, a, a deadly case of the flu? You'd, you'd keep them out. You'd keep them in the hospital. You'd keep them quarantined. I mean, so much about quarantine, New York won't even let its residents leave and then come back without quarantining for like two weeks or something crazy. So, you know, all this talk about quarantining, but meanwhile, the most susceptible people being the elderly with compromised immune systems were literally thrown into the fire. Uh, and so many people died as a result because they had compromised people with COVID-19 being placed back into the homes and then uh, subsequently in infecting many, many people and which led to their demise, their utter you know, death uh, because they were infected by COVID. And so uh, Cuomo is is ultimately responsible for that. By the way, this is at the same time that there was hospital ships in the harbor of New York that could have easily taken. I mean, it just, again, it is such a, if, if at the very least, it is a total lack of judgment and leadership. At the worst case scenario, it is murder. Uh, these are people that that are that are willing to murder babies even after they're born. So you have to think of their mentality and their lack of care for life, uh, their lack of of real um, appreciation for life. And so uh, you know, in this particular situation, it's really starting to blow up on Andrew Cuomo, and Democrats are turning against him, and uh, it continues to kind of uh, snowball for him. And so this is the guy that Fossey said was the gold standard. Well, that's all unraveling now. And Janice Dean's doing a great job going out there and exposing this, but many people are. And so I think this is going to blow up in Cuomo's face. When you see the Democrats turning on each other, that usually is when they're getting ready to eat their own because they know that uh, the they've lost the narrative. And so they're ready to now uh, sacrifice Cuomo. And there will probably be some type of impeachment hearing in the near future for him because of the outrage of the New York citizenry. And this also opens the door for Newsom, who, by the way, the other Democrat tyrant on the other side of the country, governor, uh, is also looking at being impeached. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, enough signatures. And I just find it so ironic, by the way, this, this governor, and I have a lot of personal history, by the way, with Gavin Newsom as a California pastor and resident for over 30 years. I will tell you, this man is an absolute tyrant and he does not care about human life. He doesn't care about small businesses. He doesn't care about the average citizen, uh, the person of California that pays taxes in California that literally makes the state run. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. He only cares about himself, his special interests and his elite lifestyle that he leads. Um, and so, uh, you know, you think he really cares that all these small businesses in California have been vandalized and are closing down because they have to have all these draconian restrictions, uh, indoor dining still not happening, restaurants suffering, uh, churches, you know, have been literally pastors have been fined and all types of just insanity. All you have to do is look at the uh, case with John MacArthur and his parking lot in Los Angeles. Just unbelievable. And I have so many pastor friends that I could just go through one after the other. I've had to deal with so many different things being in California. So now uh, people are starting to see these people are tyrants. And I'm hoping that it, it moves on to, to Whitmer, too, in Michigan and, and others, you know, and, and that this will be a, a continual uh, conversation where we start looking at these tyrants that have literally abused their power all throughout this COVID-19 situation and that, uh, you know, so it's not looking good. What, what the Bible says what you reap, you will sow. Sow what you reap, reap what you sow. And these people have reaped some very, very bad things. And I believe that it will catch up with them. And Cuomo just happens to be in the spotlight right now. But again, Cuomo's in the spotlight. And then also look at uh, Gavin Newsom, who's being uh, impeached here. At least is going to, you know, enough signatures. By the way, Gavin Newsom, 
you know, so they have this whole recall Gavin Newsom campaign, and they've they've gotten so many signatures. You know, enough enough now to pursue the impeachment uh, of the governor. Now he's he's pushing back and saying he wants signature verification. And in fact, I think they've had like eighty percent of them verified, but you know they're they're wanting those remaining twenty percent to be verified. I find that so ironic that a Democrat wants signature verification after the last election in twenty twenty. That's all we wanted was signature verification, and for some reason we couldn't get it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But you see, it's all—it's always a different set of rules for these guys. And I hope that you know, if you're someone that has recently wake you know woke up. And you're, and you're seeing all this. I hope that you're taking note and I hope that you're spreading this information to other people because we need to get this out there. I do feel that the deep state are feeling the heat. Uh, I feel that they are still in uh, a scenario where they feel uh, very, very enclosed. Uh, just look at D.C., for instance. There's three layers of fencing around them. So they must be fearful of somebody. Who are they fearful of? Well, you know, they've been fearful of QAnon. You know, that's who they are writing about. They're fearful of Q and Q followers. And I actually had a pretty heated debate, not, you know, not to the point where it got uh, rude, but uh, to the point where I actually blocked somebody on Facebook. And I tell you, I don't do that very often, but I felt this person was being very disrespectful and rude. And they were, they, you know, they just feel like it's their mission in life to call out all these pastors and all these prophets and every supporter of Q. And I just said, is that really what we need to be focusing our energy on right now is calling out people? Uh, she, you know, this person, it was a woman, she, but she felt like, uh, you know, it's her job and her duty to expose. And I call those types of people heresy hunters. Now I do, I do, you know, obviously believe what the Bible says that we're supposed to expose what's done in darkness. And if there's people that are doing corrupt things that, yeah, I mean, we talk about it, we expose it. There is an order in the Bible. And the first thing you're supposed to do is go to the person and confront them and see if they're willing to talk about something. And then, you know, uh, after that, you can expose it to the body. But again, that, that refers to more when somebody is doing something sinful or out of order and uh, you're trying to address it from a corporate level. I don't find, even as a pastor, that there's many instances where I do a public rebuke. If you notice, I'm not out here just calling out all these pastors and all these leaders. And the reason why is because I have... Uh, you know, not only respect for the office of a pastor, but I also know the difficulty of being in ministry. Uh, I've been in ministry for almost 20 years, actually more than 20 years if you count when I served as a youth leader. And I will tell you that uh, it's, it's you know, ministry involves warfare. Uh, it, there's a lot of people that can sometimes come against you, can cause all kinds of grief and strife and stress. And, um, you know, it's just not easy. Ministry is not easy. And uh, especially if you're over the target, you're going to get a lot of spiritual warfare. So I I stand with pastors and leaders and Christians who are remnant warriors that are standing. And it's just, I don't feel like it's my job or duty to like sit here and be Mr. Heresy Hunter where I'm constantly looking for somebody. Now, of course, I'll call somebody out if they're a false prophet. I'll call somebody out if they're uh, teaching saints, you know, something that's wrong, that's doctrinally uh, incorrect and they're leading them astray. But for these scenarios, I just don't think that we're supposed to be out here bashing the body of Christ right now, bashing people. Most people that followed the Q movement, and it's not QAnon, it's the Q movement. Most people that followed that movement are people that love the country and Trump supporters and people that are patriots. They're not some crazy people that are storming the Capitol. We've already proved that the Capitol uh, event was a false flag event 
where there were agent provocateurs and most of them were Antifa and BLM people and that it was a planned event. Even the mainstream media is admitting it was planned. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had prior uh, knowledge of the, you know, the what they're calling the insurrection at the Capitol, which, by the way, has great branding, the insurrection at the Capitol. You know, they did all of that, you know, basically so that our information that was sent to the senators and the congressional people were not was not able to be heard because everybody was telling us we were going to get our day and that was going to be the day and it was going to be presented and there was senators that were stepping up and there was congressmen that were stepping up and we were supposed to have our day in congress where the information would finally be presented and then just so uh matter of fact just you know wow what a coincidence that there's a staged false flag event that stopped it and then all of a sudden everybody just caved in in the middle of the night ended up uh pushing the uh you know (laughs) sick sick situation of, of saying, yes, Joe Biden is basically the nominee and they push it all the way through to then what happened on the 20th with the inauguration. So, you know, I don't want to relive that because it's such a ridiculous thing, but we just need to understand that that was a planned event that most Q supporters are not terrorists. In fact, I'd say 99.999. And people say, what about Proud Boys? What about this? I've met a lot of Proud Boys. I'm not going to get into all this. But most of those guys are also people that love the country and are concerned about the direction that our country is going. And they're all diverse. They're not white supremacists. But I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that because it just gets us off course. But you know, a lot of the information that's put out there, especially by the mainstream media, is propaganda. And it's meant to propagandize people so that they believe a false reality instead of the reality. Now, the reason why I can speak to these things with pretty, you know, pretty certain, and again, I always say there are rogue elements of Trump's movement that maybe there were some people that, you know, I know there were Trump supporters that did go inside the Capitol, but it is still my belief, and I have evidence to back this, by the way, and people that were there that tell me, and these are people that I trust, that, you know, it was a planned insurrection. It was planned. It was optics. It was something that they planned as a psychological warfare event, a, a deep state uh, planned event in order to have an agenda which they pushed and it was successful for them if you think about it because we didn't get to have our case presented in the congress which was supposed to happen that day and unfortunately many of the very weak senators uh you know like Loeffler, i just can't believe how she just backstabbed president trump like a day after he had just campaigned for her but you know what that's politics it's a swamp we talk about it it's a swamp uh but maybe you know these people are worried about q and they're 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 still having all these troops in D.C., which is so odd and so strange, but they're still down there. And, uh, you know, now they're trying to say that President Trump can't even be buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Can you believe this nonsense? I mean, it just never stops. You know, they, they don't move on. And, and they're still trying to figure out which direction President Trump will go. And I think that's a telltale sign that they're feeling some, type, some sort of heat and they're afraid of President Trump and they're afraid of the supporters of Trump that they try to make us look like we're crazy, that they do want to make us look like we're rights, white supremacists, you know, that they do want to make us look like we're uh, insurrectionists, <laughs> that we're some type of violent people. Look what they did to Rush Limbo. I mean, this guy is one of the biggest patriots ever that passed away. And they're trying to make him out to be this hateful man, this angry man. And people are saying all these awful things about this man who literally had hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that listened to him every single week. And, and so obviously he struck a chord. I believe many of our listeners listen to Rush. And by the way, I better say his name correct. Limbaugh, Limbaugh, not Limbo. Because <laughs> a lot of people were correcting me last week. It's Limbaugh, Limbaugh. Okay, I said that correctly, guys. Don't be mad at me now. Um, so again, uh, Biden, here's what he does. He, he stopped, for some reason, ICE convicting sex offenders, basically, you know, eases up the restrictions on the sex offenders, which I don't know how this helps anybody. 
what in the world? Like, you know, how is this Democrat or Republican or partisan? This is just, hey, you know, if somebody is a sex offender, they shouldn't come into the country and they should be monitored and, you know, there should be restrictions on them. All of a sudden he eases that up. What is the point of that? And I think that's where people are starting to look at some of these things that Biden is undoing everything that President Trump did. And some of the things are not partisan. These are just things that President Trump did for the good of the United States and for the good of the American people. I think most of what President Trump did was for the good of the American people. That's why the people love him so much. That's why we know he won in a landslide, 80 million votes. Literally, the numbers are like 79 million votes that he really got if you would give him all the votes he actually got. So that's why the people turned out in the droves. That's why he had the diverse crowds. That's why he still has the support. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, you know, so Biden is just doing things that make no sense. But if you understand that the man is a puppet, if you understand that he's a deep state shill and that he's out there to do the job of the deep state and, and he's doing it well, if you look at what his job is, he's doing that well, undoing all the America first policy. He literally is an America last president, Biden. And by the way, Biden's not doing any of it. I was talking with my father about this over the weekend. He says, well, if Biden passes away, you know, what would happen? Or if something were to happen to Biden, then we have Camilla. I said, dad, you really think Biden is in control right now? He's not in control of anything. The guy can't even speak a sentence. I mean, it's, come on. I mean, even the Australian news organizations are saying, how is this man the leader of the free world? He can't even speak a sentence. It's true. It's really sad. I feel bad for him as a, as a person who's a caring person. I feel bad. I feel bad what they've done with this man. They've, they paraded this man. I mean, the, the man is clearly unfit and it, it has nothing to do with my, uh, my politics. It just has to do with the fact that, I mean, anybody that was up there, listen, if Reagan was, Reagan ended up having Alzheimer's, Reagan was one of the best presidents in our, in our nation's history. He couldn't have been president at that point either. So, you know, it, it's just, it's human, the human condition, you know, uh, and I don't, I don't get it why they would do this, but obviously I do because they need a puppet in there. They need somebody who really isn't pulling the, the strings because they're pulling all of Biden's strings from the, from the shadow government. And we all know that. Anybody that listens to this show, if you're a remnant warrior, you know that. Uh, shootings, by the way, are ramping up. And I would keep a note of that because there's false flags that they're doing with these shootings. I, I heard of two of them over the weekend. One of them was stopped. It was in a gun shop. Um, the other one, I think it was in a hall. I believe it was the American Legion. So uh, weird places to have shootings. And uh, the guy in the gun shop, that's almost ironic. Uh, it, it definitely seems fishy. I'm not saying that every shooting is a false flag. It could have been a real, you know, just regular shooting. But it just so happens that every time a Democrat gets in the White House and they're trying to push the uh, gun grab agenda, because we know it's, we all know it's coming. We've already seen their threats and shots across the bow. And, uh, well, what do you know? There's some shootings again. And, and you know, so be on the lookout for a false flag that could come. Uh, it looks like there's maybe a ramp up to more shootings. And they're also, of course, going after the manufacturers. They're going after the uh, ammunition suppliers. So uh, Biden is, is trying every different way to stop guns and gun ownership, take away our Second Amendment. We know that every time in history, tyranny arises. So very, very troubling, something to keep our eyes on. We need to push back. And I pray to God that this never happens in the United States. I pray that the governors would push back. That's the one thing that we have on our side here in the United States is the state constitutions. And I think some of these red state governors, I just don't think they're going to allow it. They'll become sanctuary states for, for gun rights, uh, just as the Democrats have tried to do during the Trump administration for immigration. So I pray these governors step up and push back and don't let the gun rights, you know, be taken away from the people. Now, I love when there's breaking news while I'm doing the broadcast because I can speak it to you instead of having to wait till the next day, which is always long. So President Trump just made a statement on, I guess, the situation with the tax returns 
And let's read the former president's response. I don't like to call him the former president because I still think he is the president. Um, but let's let's just uh, you know, read what he has to say here. So he says this. He says, this investigation is the continuation of the greatest political wish hunt in history of our country. Whether it has been the never-ending $32 million Mueller hoax, uh, which already investigated everything that could possibly be investigated, Russia, 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 where there was no finding of no collusion, or two ridiculous, crazy Nancy-inspired impeachment attempts where I was found not guilty, it just never ends. I can just imagine how this man feels. I mean, can you imagine? He continued, so now, for more than two years, New York City has been looking at almost every transaction I've ever done, including seeking tax returns, which were done by among the biggest and most prestigious law and accounting firms in the U.S. The Tea Party was treated far better by the IRS than Donald Trump. The Supreme Court never should have let this fishing expedition happen, but they did. This is something which has never happened to a president before. It is all Democrat-inspired in a totally Democrat location, New York City and state, completely controlled and dominated by a heavily reported enemy of mine, Governor Andrew Cuomo. These are attacks by Democrats willing to do anything to stop at almost 75 million people. The, the most votes by far ever gotten by a sitting president who voted for me in the election. I believe it's more than that. An election which many people and experts feel I won. I agree. Thank you, Jesus. The president is standing up. Hallelujah. He has continued to stand up, but he's still standing, and I love it. He continued, The new phenomenon of headhunting prosecutors and AGs who try to take down their political opponents using the law as a weapon is a threat to the very foundation of our liberty. That's what's done in third world countries. Even worse are those who run for prosecutorial or attorney general offices in far left states and jurisdictions pledging to take out a political opponent. That's fascism, not justice. And that is exactly what they're trying to do with respect to me, except the people of the country won't stand for it. In the meantime, murders and violent crime are up in New York City by record numbers and nothing is done about it. Our elected officials don't care. All they focus on is the persecution of President Donald Trump. I will fight on just as I have for the last five years, even before I was successfully elected. Despite all the election crimes that were committed against me, we will win. So encouraging words from President Trump, who rightfully so is outraged once again at more of the uh, continued witch hunt against this man. Um, so let me get to the next part of what I was going to say as we've spent 26 minutes on once again, reporting negative news, because that's what seems to be the entirety of what we are looking at right now in the United States. It's just unbelievable, and people are outraged. And I just want to make this correlation here. So people say, is there any hope with President Donald Trump winning, uh, maybe getting back to the White House, or even just for justice? People just want to see justice in our country. They're so sick of the corruption. They feel like we live in a banana republic. They feel like the Supreme Court is you know, probably compromised, that the voting system is compromised. They're sad to see what's happened in America. And here we are, the Remnant Warriors, the 300. We're, you know, I literally, like I said, spent 26 minutes on this today when I would love to just be speaking of the goodness of God. I've been unfortunately thrust in this situation where uh, there's just no real news reporting. And so people are like, well, will you please report it? Because we don't know who else to trust and listen to. And, uh, you know, they like to hear it from a pastor. And so I understand that. But I just, you know, sometimes I don't want to talk about these things all day because it is depressing. And, uh, and I'm going to admit it. It's, it's, it's it, you know, it, it really gets you, you feel like you got the wind knocked out of you. But then I go to the Lord and I ask the Lord what his report is. 
And I think about this. This is something that I want to just point to you. So think about this. Um, first of all, don't mistake silence for an action. Okay. That's something that I keep hearing from the Lord. Don't mistake silence for an action. In other words, God is moving. We just may not see it yet. And, and we have to have faith and continue to believe that there's going to be justice here. And I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures on justice for our devotional in just a minute. But I want to just show you this, this, this uh, very interesting situation here. So Russia, remember Russia was the claim. Russia hacked the election in 2016 and, and President Trump was illegitimate because Russia hacked the election. And that was what the media said 24-7, on and on, nonstop. No one said anything about it. No one put fact checks on their posts. No one uh, silenced anybody from the Democrat side or the leftists in America that were blatantly uh, accusing the President of the United States of being a stooge of Russia for years. But here's the thing. They never proved anything. They never brought forth any evidence. They didn't have any websites that laid it all out. And so their accusation was nothing. It was it was fraud. It was fakery. Their their accusation was a fraud. It was it was not real. And yet that's what they said over and over and over again. Now think about it. Uh, for the situation with President Trump, it's just the opposite. It wasn't Russia. It was China and these other countries like Iran and uh, you know all the other ones, Venezuela that were in the system. Uh, you know, uh, Italy even in in the Vatican. And, and they have the proof. So they have proof. They have websites that lay it all out, that show the documents, that show the proof, that, that have the affidavit, something that the Democrats never had. So let's look at the correlation here. The, the Democrats had Russia, and, and they never brought forth any evidence. Even with all the collusion, all the millions of dollars with the, the special counsel and everything, nothing ever came out of that, right? President Trump has China and the real situation that actually did happen with evidence, with proof, okay? There's a correlation, right? Now, let's think about this. They had their special counsel, Mueller, okay? Mueller, again, spent, what, $39 million or something like that on his investigation and never was able to prove anything when it comes to Donald Trump being a stooge of Russia or having Russia collude in his election. But here's the thing. There's a special counsel right now. His name is John Durham. John Durham has evidence. John Durham has proof. John Durham is you know, just very silent, but out there interviewing a bunch of people. And that's why the Democrats are panicking because it's the same situation that Trump had to walk in, but the mainstream media is on the side of Biden. So they're not reporting on it at all. And they're fact-checking people that are even bringing it up like myself and trying to silence us. So I'm hoping that you're seeing as a remnant warrior, the difference here, the Russian collusion hoax was a fraud. The China collusion voter uh, attack on our nation is real. And I believe that's why I need to continue to stand because I think that eventually it's going to come out and I believe what's been done in darkness is going to come to the light. Does that make sense? So I'm not just going to give in or get discouraged every single day here because the facts and the truth are on our side. Look how long it took for Cuomo to be outed for what he did in the nursing home. It's been almost a year. It's only been a month since Joe Biden has been quote unquote inaugurated. But it's been a year since Cuomo put the people in the nursing homes, and just now we're starting to see the beginning of justice, which we hope will happen in this case. So I want to encourage you because we are a very now society and we want everything to happen right away. But I believe the military has the information. I believe that the special prosecutor has the information. And just because the Supreme Court is compromised and all these other institutions you know, have let us down and failed, does not mean that something is not happening behind the scenes. So I know it took me 27 minutes to get to this, and you probably want to hear about this more than you want to hear about the news, right? Hey, 
let me know because I want to know what you guys want to hear. Do you want to hear me talk more about this stuff? Do you want me to hear you know hear me talk more about uh, our faith and and scripture and where we are from a spiritual standpoint, or do you like the current presentation in the way that we're bringing the show? Because you, you know it's important to me that you're getting something from this. And I'm a preacher. I'm not a news reporter. But unfortunately, I've been put into this position because there's such fake news out there and fraud and all this information that people aren't reporting on. And so if I don't report on it, then who will, right? So that's the truth. So that's why I'm reporting on this today and and doing it in such a way. And uh, I hope that it benefits you. I hope that you see my heart here. I want to talk about justice now as we get into the, uh, the word, as we get into our devotion for the day. There's a lot of scriptures. I have 100 in front of me on justice. In Proverbs 21, 15, it says, when justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers. Hallelujah. <laughs> In Isaiah 1, 17, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. In Romans 12, 19, it says, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You getting this? I'm getting this. In Ecclesiastes uh, 3.17, it says, I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. Psalm 33.5, it says, He who loves righteousness and justice, the earth is full of steadfast love of the Lord. Proverbs 21.3, it says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Luke 6.37, it says, Judge not, unless you will be judged. Condemn not, unless you will be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Romans 13.4, it says, For he is God's servant for you, but if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he who is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Listen, I could just go on and on. Some scriptures relate more than others to our current situation. But you can see that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We can't lose hope. We can't lose focus. We can't get discouraged. We can't give up. We have to keep pressing ahead. I know this is exhausting. I know some of you feel like you've been kicked in the gut. I get it. We all understand we're remnant warriors today. Honestly, I didn't even want to report the news because it's just so egregious to me and it, it can be discouraging. But we're going to press ahead every single day and intercede because that is the mission that God has given us. And we're going to stand on those scriptures that I just read and believe that we will have a victory in this situation and it will be glorious and people will be dancing in the streets for what God has just done. And there will be a revival in this nation and we will be a Nineveh and not a Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. You are a remnant warrior and God has brought you here for a reason. We're in this together. We're going to stand together. Don't listen to the people that make fun of you. Don't listen to the people that attack you. Understand there's other remnant believers out there that are standing with you and believing for a great victory in our nation, a great miracle of God. It will not be done by a court or by a man. It will be done by God. God will have the ultimate last word, and I believe it in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to this important broadcast. I'll be back tomorrow with more information. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Remnant Warriors. And by the way, if you can help us support the program, please go to toddcoconado.com slash give. 
I really need your support and appreciate those that are willing and able in doing it. It's such a big deal to me. Thank you so, so much. It really helps us tremendously in doing all the different things that we're working on, and we're working on a lot of them. Uh, honestly, I've been a little bit tired because of all the things we're doing, but we're going to press ahead in victory. God gives us energy, and we're going to have so many amazing things to, to talk about in the next few weeks that God is doing behind the scenes. It's just un- incredible and, and unbelievable what God is doing. He's so good. So you make it happen, and of course, God makes it happen, and we're going to just continue to fight. We're not going to grow weary in doing good. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And then the other thing, uh, if you want to be a remnant warrior— uh, you can go on the toddcoconado.com slash, uh, actually there's no slash, just toddcoconado.com and uh, a pop-up will come up and then you can sign up to be a Remnant Warrior. And we're going to have a Zoom call as soon as I get back from Florida. I have big important meetings in Florida. Pray for me. It's going to be a long week, uh, an exciting week, but at the same time I need rest and I might not have a, as many broadcasts this week just because of the traveling, but I'll try to do as many as I can. And uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow.